Chapter Eleven of Bill Bolton and Hidden Danger by Noel Sainsbury. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Eleven From Bad to Worse. With unerring skill, the more amazing because of the inky darkness, Bill's opponent grasped his right wrist, twisted it, and the automatic dropped to the floor the flashlight bill had discarded at the man's first spring in vain he sought to slip his free hand beneath the other's armpit to try for a half nelson or some other effective hold the man was as sinewy and lithe as a snake and blocked bill's every move he tried jiu-jitsu but here again he was foiled and only with the greatest difficulty was he able to keep those tenacious hands from his throat panting and straining the two swayed back and forth crashing into packing cases banging into walls their hot breath on each other's faces twisting slipping recovering and drenched in perspiration from their terrific exertions then in one of his lunges bill stepped on the electric torch and instantly a dim glow spread along the floor and threw their figures and faces into relief against the gloom bill bolton gasped the stranger and released him osceola too winded for further speech the friends stared at each other great snakes exclaimed the young seminole chief at last a jolly way you have of receiving callers well why on earth didn't you come to the front door and ring the bell like a christian growled bill what's the idea snooping in through the wine cellar and scaring me half to death this confounded house is creepy enough without you adding to the spooks the front door retorted osceola was out of the question how did i know you were in the place sanders has his men posted all around here he came out of the back door with another guy less than half an hour ago and i saw them bill picked up the torch and the automatic before replying you don't happen to know how they got in he asked i locked the back entry from the inside so they couldn't have come that way osceola shook his head no they got in the same way i did their footprints are all over the place but which way is that there's an old shed in the woods about fifty yards from the house mr evans told me about it once upon a time it was used for storing firewood and it connects with the cellar by a kind of tunnel they broke in there picked the cellar lock and went on up into the house but they couldn't have come through the cellar i found both doors locked they didn't have to come through here there's a circular stair that leads from where the phone is up through that wall and out into the hall above bill nodded remembering the speed with which sanders and his men had disappeared just where and how does it connect with the hall there's a sliding panel in the wall by the fireplace <laughs> you and sanders said bill seem to know a lot more about this place than i do mr evans put me hep how sanders got his information i don't know but he's evidently got it all down pat that old brick shed out there takes some finding it's all overgrown with vines and bushes i had a job finding it myself but tell me osceola bill perched on the edge of the table how did you happen to be telephoning in here how did you get here 
i must get straightened out on this business before i hike over to see parker at twin heads harbor tonight parker flew me up to clayton from new canaan the chief told him then he drove me over here in his car or that is i left him where the road to turner's leaves the harbor highway and came the rest of the way on foot please start at the beginning won't you i'm still at sea all right all right don't get all head up now well deborah lightfoot the girl i'm engaged to what not the girl on the island evan's secretary she's the girl but you never told me you were engaged didn't i well we're going to get married next year just as soon as i'm graduated from carlisle gee that's fine said bill i certainly congratulate you both but say let's get on with the business end of this gab begin with mr evans when you saw him or heard from him first have it your own way grinned osceola i came out from new york on an early train to new canaan yesterday afternoon after seeing your father off for washington the servants were in a great state about the night before it seems that the shooting woke them up after you and charlie got out of the house i read your note and reckoned that since neither you nor charles nor the plane were on the premises you'd managed to get off all right you had told me in your note to stay put till i heard from you so i stuck round the house all evening waiting for a wire or a phone call i was especially worried about deborah she graduated from barnard in june and shortly after this flying fish affair was cleaned up i got her the job with mr evans i knew she was up here in maine with him but from what you wrote it looked as if old evans had got himself mixed up in a thug war or something and i didn't want my girl to be stopping bullets mind you deb can take care of herself in a mix-up better than most men she's a swell shot and she can throw a tomahawk as true as any brave in this seminole nation great guns i had no idea she was a seminole she sure is grinned his friend deb is sachem of the water moccasin clan in her own right she's a sort of stink cousin of mine and brains well she's two years younger than i am and yet she's a year ahead of me in college she's whoa laughed bill i'll take it for granted and all that that she's the most wonderful girl in the world get back to your story now you were worried because she was up here you said right i was but i decided to hang round your place for the night and wait for your message which never came if i didn't hear by morning my plan was to come along up here by train whether you needed me or not and then mr evans turned up eh he did the sound of the plane sent me running out to the hangar in the middle of breakfast at first when i saw the loaning i thought you had come back then old evans piled out and introduced parker who had flown him down i took them into the house and we had breakfast together well he's got a nerve disappearing on us in the first place and then taking my plane to do it in yes he said he hadn't had a chance to let you know or to ask your permission to use the loaning matters suddenly came to a head and he had to get to stamford as soon as possible it seems that some of sander's crowd hang out there and they were up to something he couldn't get the hang of yes i know they're coming up here in a boat of some kind they're after something that belongs to mr evans 
that's what he said i mean he described sanders and told me that his crowd was trying to steal something from him why doesn't evans move it to some safe deposit and let us out of all this hullabaloo well the funny part of it is that he doesn't know where it is and apparently sanders and his lads do that is a funny one grunted bill evans the owner doesn't know where this valuable something is and the would-be robbers do that's what he told me all right well what is it they're raising such a rumpus about does evans himself know bill was getting sarcastic over the situation search me he didn't say well i think it's the limit here i get all head up thinking that at last i'm going to find out something definite about this mess and you tell me you don't know evans thinks i guess that it's less dangerous for us not to know he's a pretty good egg bill frowned then began to chuckle <laughs> sanders offered me a couple of million or so if i'd go in with him can you beat that so whatever the blooming loot is it's worth money looks like it but let me finish i was just starting to talk to deb over the private line in the other room when you came butting in and i had to ring off you may not know it but i'm rather anxious to finish that conversation oh go to the phone now if you must said bill resignedly i'll wait no i'll get this off my chest first you're in almost as much of a sweat as old evans was at breakfast this morning he wouldn't talk while the waitress was in the room so things were a bit jerky but when we'd finished eating and one of your cars was waiting to run him down to stamford he told me about sanders then he described this place told me how to get into it through the sub-cellar and where the short-line phone to the island was hidden he suggested that parker take some sleep and then fly me up here so i could keep an eye on deborah to finish the story parker and i took turns flying the bus and here i am did mr evans say what i was supposed to be doing inquired bill he left while charlie and i were asleep i've had no instructions yes he wants you to keep careful watch on the sanders crowd so you can locate what they're trying to steal hm, a nice soft job that how am i going to find something when i don't know what it is the man's got bats in his belfry well i don't know but that's what he said by the way where's charlie upstairs he is not and that's another thing that gets my goat while his father flies on without a word sanders gets the boy bill went on to tell osceola of the day's happenings you see he concluded i'm between two fires it's the dickens of a mess if i go to stamford and pretend to play in with that gang i can't be watching them up here and if i don't go there's no telling what sanders may do with that kid my plan before you came along was to meet ezra parker at the harbor and see what his advice would be good idea said osceola thoughtfully he had been squatting on his heels indian fashion and now stood up hello he cried there goes that telephone again i guess deb got tired of waiting how did she know you were here it was that bill jingling that brought me down here i called her up when i got in the cellar jim answered and said she was out on the rocks so she called me back he hurried off to the other end of the cellar with bill close behind him holding the light 
osceola fumbled with a brick in the wall it came away in his hands and he pushed his arm into the cavity a panel in the wall swung outward revealing the fact that it was not brick at all but cleverly painted wood the ringing of the bell immediately became louder for in the open niche stood a telephone the chief picked up the receiver hello hello bill heard him say yes this is osceola yes deb i'm all right bill is here we mistook each other for sanders men in the dark that's why i rang off but everything is okay now no i don't mean exactly that sanders has kidnapped charlie and what are you saying great guns is that so yes i can hear firing hang on as long as you can don't give up we'll be with you just as soon as possible he hung up slammed shut the camouflage panel and turned to bill the devil to pay deb and old jim are barricaded in the hut on pig island sanders men have got the place surrounded End of chapter eleven